Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the first Driving Mall show of 2022. Well, we'll have a look forward to the year and what might be coming up and have a few chats about what is going on. It's, uh, yes, been a bit, um, kind of an off-season uh, where we've uh, kind of not been on very often, but looking to get back into the routine now of things as we're uh, just over a month away from Super Rugby and uh, two weeks before that, We've got the uh, Six Nations as well. So a couple of things we'll definitely be looking forward to at uh, the uh, uh, drawing of the show. I'm Paul. I'm your host here on Driving More. It looks like I'm going to be the uh, uh, only one on this um, this evening. Uh, so all the other ones clearly had too much excessive uh, festive um, celebrating over the uh, first period. And hopefully you've all stayed safe and have had a good uh, Christmas and New Year. Um, Happy New Year to you all. And uh, have all been kept safe and are staying well as well with all the uh, all the stuff that's uh, just going on generally um, in New Zealand and around the world at the moment. So what are we going to chat about? Well, obviously, we'll have to chat about Super Rugby Pacific. We've got uh, the All Blacks to talk about. The Black Ferns have also got the Women's Rugby World Cup coming up. Um, so definitely uh, be having uh, a, uh, a look at all of that. Um, good evening to Simon, who says he had a prior engagement, so he's out and watching on demand. So uh, don't forget, folks, you can watch live on YouTube, Facebook um, and Twitter. Uh, you can add comments in YouTube and Facebook, but you can't on Twitter, I'm afraid. Also, I'll be putting out the audio recording uh, as a podcast as well. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio um, for that. Uh, and good evening to uh, Nocturnal Rights um, as well. So, yes. Let's go through, I guess, a couple of little news items that we've had a player in uh, Japan, an ex-NRL player uh, playing rugby union over there, um, test, uh, get caught with cocaine, uh, silly boy. Uh, we'll have to see what how that pans out because in the past uh, we've seen entire we've seen teams forfeit the entire season um, over things like this. So um, we'll have to see what uh, happens um, with that one. Um, so yeah, not a great start to uh, to the new year and uh, the rugby over there in Japan. Um, Japan have also been having a chat about um, that they need to have a regular um, international rugby championship to be part of, uh, and that they're in talks with both the Northern Hemisphere and uh, Southern Hemisphere teams. Now, look, by Northern Hemisphere, obviously, you've got only got one tier tier one uh, competition in the Northern Hemisphere, um, and uh, that one is the Six Nations. And finding space in that one is very difficult. Obviously, uh, not only do not only uh, is Japan not having a chat there, but Fiji's been rumoured to be taking part in it by, according to France at one point. Uh, Georgia would clearly lovely to be, love to be in there. Uh, and uh, South Africa has made overtures as well. So, look, um, the Six Nations is already pretty much full, um, as where would you add extra games in the calendar? Whereas the Rugby Championship... Um, with just four teams uh, in it currently in um, uh, New Zealand, um, uh, Australia, uh, South Africa uh, and Argentina. Clearly it has more space for 
a team like Japan and or Fiji um, as well um, to um, be uh, parts um, of uh, um, of that one. So um, they said that whilst they are geographically a Northern Hemisphere team, from a time zone point of view, uh, with Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific in their time zone, that a regular uh, competition with them, those teams would perhaps be a more logical, even if uh, from a temperature point of view, home games would perhaps be a bit hot um, in their summer. So um, it's uh, look good to keep, keep that on the old media radar um, and uh, and keep pushing for it. But so yeah, the rugby championship does seem to be the natural home for Japan um, at some of the moment. Uh, Dr. Ice, what question? I wonder if Coke is actually a major problem amongst pro rugby and league players. Well, um, it's, uh, it's it's it does seem like a big problem for the NRL um, currently. Um, whether it is in rugby or not, um, I don't uh, I don't know. I do know that in the um, in England, for example, not only do they do performance enhancing um, enhancing drugs um, testing, but they also do recreational drug testing as well. Um, so. And a few players did get caught a few years ago uh, on that one uh, and get banned for it. Um, uh, Matt Stevens, uh, it's a name that springs to mind on that one. Um, so, look, um, I'm not, I'd, the fact that that hasn't, hasn't cropped up as often in pro rugby, in rugby union um, suggests that it may be not such a big, a big, as big an issue here. But in the NRL, uh, if you listen to the standoff show, uh, yeah, those boys definitely think that it's uh, that cocaine is a... Uh, one of those sleeping problems that uh, the NRL isn't uh, grasping and uh, taking, uh, well, taking seriously and taking care of. Um, and let's um, let's be honest. Um, so that's the uh, the, the Japan um, kind of side of um, things. Um, Eddie Jones has been chatting about, or has been probably asked, probably and uh, answered um, about the uh, British Knights Lions job um, ahead of their tour um, to uh, Australia in uh, three years time um on uh, uh that one um so uh you've um uh, unsurprisingly really with this because gatlin didn't have the best of tours to south africa uh and uh, it's very rare for a british and irish alliance coach to actually do back-to-back uh, -back tours never mind three on the bounce like uh, gatlin has done uh, so i think look his his uh, reign has come to its uh, natural conclusion uh, the fact that he's done three is amazing um, I can't. Uh, there's, um, um, I can't think of anyone else who's done three on the bounce um, like that. Geach obviously done several. Um, I don't think he's sure about back-to-back -back, uh, British and Irish Lions tours. Um, so yeah. So uh, um, and it's funny. I mean, Jen said, "Look, he hasn't got any any connection to the British and Irish Lions. That it should be a homegrown coach." Uh, suggesting that both um, Andy Farrell and uh, Gregor Townsend would be um, good choices for that. Both have obviously been assistant coaches on tours. British and Irish Lions tours, so yeah, unsurprising uh, that their names will uh, come up uh, in, uh, in in the discussions. Um, the but the way that um, Eddie Jones's contract was structured, it did appear that he was gunning for the British and Irish Lions um, tour to South Africa. Um, now to Australia, I think it's a different one. Obviously, going back to your home country, so maybe he doesn't want to do that one. Um, but I guess. Um, that one that um, that he that uh, that he could be, but so, yeah, that's how, I think he was going for this Africa one, um, whatever he's saying now. But I think yeah, he probably sees that it's not um, likely uh, to be um, uh, to, to be on the radar. Um, bit of a chat there in a bit of in, in the live chat about the old uh, about drugs testing on the on that side of things. Um, look. Uh, the fact that Matt Stevens got tested the very first day that he came back uh, to playing um, shows you that it's targeted testing, not just random testing. You know, there will be an element of random testing as well, uh, both in, in competition and out of competition. Uh, testing for that one. Um, as, as Craig points there, he says, look, uh, that he thinks steroids is a bigger problem, in his opinion. And look, with um, with the steroids one, yeah, to me, I think that is probably a, prob a problem, uh, especially with younger players who are looking to... Um, try and break into professional rugby. One of the things about steroids is that after you stop using it, apparently you keep 25% of the muscle gain. Uh, and so uh, even when you've come off it and you can be tested and be totally clean, you've still got an advantage um, over players who haven't done it. So uh, yeah, there's definitely got a, there's definitely a, 
uh, you can see an incentive um, for um, for steroids to be used in a in off season um, to um, to bulk up um, on that one. So um, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So I, I do think steroids is still probably a problem uh, in uh, in rugby, and it is definitely in the amateur ranks. Rugby is one of the it's a, well. I haven't checked. I haven't seen the, the the stats recently in the last couple of years, but rugby used to be the most had the most bands of any sport in uh, the UK, um, with um, the UK Drugs uh, Authority uh, um, or Doping Authority there uh, saying most of their bands were for players. Now, not professional players, as in the amateur ranks. And I do a lot. I know um, that there is a definitely uh, um, a lot of people or, or a bunch of people who do take steroids for uh, cosmetic purposes. Know, to look better um, rather than actually for performance enhancing from a professional point of view or high performance point of view. Um, so there are those sort of people that get caught as well um, from that point uh, in that side of things. Um, so those are the kind of little news items I've spotted um, that have come up. Looking forwards then, first, uh, our first up is the uh, Six Nations, um, uh, which kicks off on the 5th of February um, this year, we kick off with um, Ireland versus Wales, Scotland versus England, and the following day, France versus Italy. Um, and uh, look, it has the makings of a cracking um, Six Nations. And let's be honest, Ireland beating near the, the All Blacks. Clearly, um, they're in a, uh, a good position um, at uh, the moment. And uh, g'day to Scott, who's uh, just uh, joined us on the live chat over there on Facebook. Um, the uh, obviously France also beating uh, the All Blacks, looking looking at, um, particularly good. Wales, the uh, Six Nations champions from last year. Well, last year they <laughs> had five red cards for teams playing against them in a calendar year, which has got to be a record uh, in international rugby. There um, on that one, um, Scotland uh, also on the up, um, and then obviously poor old Italy um, rounding things out. England as well there. Am I covering the Heineken Cup? No, sorry, Scott, I've not been following the Heineken Cup. We've taken a bit of an off-season uh, of things. So I'm looking forward more to uh, what's happening uh, in 2022 uh, from a Kiwi and what we'll probably know just more from a New Zealand point of view. Um, so looking at that, Six Nations then, France gets to host um, Italy, Ireland, and also um, England. Uh, this year and having to travel to Wales and Scotland. Now, Scotland, uh, uh, well, France traveling Scotland has always been a tough one for them, uh, one of those banana skin games. But uh, you've got to say that draw, having Ireland and England at home, really sets things up nicely for France and they'll be gunning. Uh, they, I think they'll probably go into this one as favourites for the um, Six Nations. Um, and uh, the, uh, the final round of games uh, with Ireland, Scotland and uh, France, England, after uh, Wales have uh, would have beaten Italy uh, in that one um, looks good. Now, obviously, this is all COVID dependent, and who knows um, what will happen. I mean, there's been travel bans, etc., uh, that have happened. But um, they'll uh, obviously, from a financial point of view, they will look at keeping, making sure all these games go ahead at some point in the year. Uh, that's something that lasted until nearly November last was it last year. So, look, uh, it will all go ahead. Really um, looking forward to this one uh, and. A couple of games that are nice and easy to watch um, in New Zealand. France, uh, sorry, Wales versus France is a 9 a.m. kickoff. Um, on, uh, uh, so that's uh, that, that'll be a nice, easy one um, for us to catch. Um, as also is the uh, France versus England, a 9 a.m. kickoff for that one um, as well. Dr. Um, Ross says, how many red cards will Wales win against the opposition? You've got to it's got to be zero, surely. Um, or they must have had used all their luck last year. Um, on that one, or is there something about the Welsh players and the Welsh team that just um, that just encourages players to uh, tackle them high? I don't know. Um, is there a different running technique that they use, um, or uh, do they wind up players in a way that no other teams don't? But um, yeah, uh, it's it's amazing how many red cards they did have um, again. Uh, well, uh, that the sort of went their way uh, in twenty twenty one in that one. Um, Craig because he's picking England um, this time around again um, looking at their fixtures they travel away to Scotland um, and then to Italy now Italy one shouldn't be a problem 
before hosting Wales and Ireland and then traveling um, over to uh, to France. So, uh, yeah, those trips to um, so this is, again, one of the perhaps um, better um, ones here that um, uh, better draws in some ways for them in that they've got both Ireland and Wales at home, um, even if they have to go away for three games. But that one of those ones being Italy, you don't have to worry so much um, about that one. Um, let's uh, let's be honest. Scotland um, got their tails up. I mean, look, they've been uh, definitely uh, an improving team. So that'll be a tough game first out for them um, on that one. But uh, yeah, look, I think you can make a good argument for five of those six teams winning um, the Six Nations this year, which is a which is a cracking start um, on this one. Um, one of the uh, problems for France will be about player release. Um, will they get all their players for all their games and will their players be get, get to rest, um, etc. So a few things in there um, for that one. Um, so Dominic's giving us his uh, predictions here. Uh, yeah, France and the Six Nations. I think that's quite an easy, uh, that's a, a good one. Uh, South Africa for the Rugby Championship. That's going to be an interesting one. We'll have to, we'll have to look at that one um, because the fixtures are a bit strange this year uh, or a bit different this year, aren't they? Uh, for this one and blues to win super rugby oh well i've got the blues jersey up there so um we're ready for that one um that's for sure if um if it if it, if it comes uh come, comes comes about um on that one so so those are the games in the six nations i say france going as as um as favorites but i think there's five five decent teams there that can that, uh, that will win it that, that could win it which makes it for it's about who puts the games together on the day and all that blah 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 and also injuries as well as Oxana Wright says is Alwyn Jones um, available uh, fit and available um, I'm not sure but let's be honest he is um, how many how many more yards has he got in him I know he's trying to make it to the next rugby World Cup um, so will he be nursed through uh, some of these games um, as well so will he uh, will they manage his workload to make sure he's at the rugby World Cup as well. Um, on that side of things. But player availability and player injuries are always a big thing um, for these as well. Because, uh, um, I mean, great to see Gareth Anscombe back for Wales uh, after his very long, um, well, nearly two years of injuries um, with his legs. So um, great to see him back uh, and actually getting and, and, and being able to play. Moving on then into um, Super Rugby. And obviously we have... Um, been disrupted. We had a, a schedule released, um, and then Omicron came across, came along, and the um, and the travel um, rules changed, uh, and um, hence uh, that we had a rejigged um, uh, uh, fixture list um, announced, which sees all of the uh, sort of teams within New Zealand. So your the ones you know, obviously the Blues, uh, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Crusaders, Highlanders, plus uh, Moana Pacifica. Um, playing against each other for the first, what is it, eight rounds or so? Um, oh, sorry, nine rounds, I think it is. Uh, whereas, uh, and then the the Australian sides, so um, your Reds, uh, Waratahs, Brumbies, Rebels, Western Force joining the Fijian Drua, um, playing their um, games, uh, um, uh, playing their games uh, against each other in the first half. Of, of it as well. Now, for the for, for, for the Blues and the Crusaders who have their bye in round nine, that gives them a nice little break between the uh, home derby games and um, the other games. Unlike the um, the Hurricanes, who um, will be playing the uh, Highlanders in round nine before heading over to or before hosting the Reds in round ten. Now, to me, this um, doesn't uh, make much sense uh, in that one unless unless I haven't read it. In enough detail this one um but you'd think that if you're going to have a buys why not make all the buys in round nine so you have eight games eight rounds of uh, derbies have a week off which means that if you have to travel and do quarantine so you have to have host the second half of the tournament all in one country you can do um by having teams like um the hurricanes having to play those back to back and not having that break i don't know if the fiji and drua who are the traveling team do have the break, but if you, I, I think they've, made, I think they've made a bit of a mistake here uh, in future proofing um, their the uh, the tournament. I think they could have made life easier for themselves if they if they'd had that if all the teams had had round nine off. Now the TV schedule um, probably um, didn't wouldn't wouldn't have liked that one, um, but um, 
uh, yeah, it's one of those ones where you uh, uh, that so uh, that to me it would make um, a a lot more sense um, uh, in this one. Um, not, uh, we've got so uh, yeah, uh, hi, good good for the game. Who's uh, darling in from South Africa? Happy New Year to you. Um, nocturnal rights going for the Highlanders uh, in this one. Dominic Cooper with um, uh, with the the, the Blues. Um, Dominic asked me, do I think the Blues can do it? Um, with Roger Chouafshek and Bowden. Now, with Bowden, definitely. Let's be honest. Um, Bowden is, uh, uh, is is a big is a big uh, 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 addition uh, for the team. Also, remember the Chiefs will be missing um, Dane McKenzie, who's heading off to Japan on uh, his sabbatical. But they've got Brady Retallick back, so swings and roundabouts for them. Um, look, can the Blues do it? Absolutely, the Blues can do it. Um, but um, you've got to say the uh, the Crusaders um, come into uh, this one um, as, uh, um, as 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 favourites um, on this one, uh, as they do every kind of year. Sure, they didn't win the Super Rugby Trans Tasman, but they've won all the they've won all the Super Rugby's and Super Rugby Altaros uh, that they have been uh, taking part in. So um, recently, um, and. Uh, so you've got to say Crusaders come into this one as favourites, but um, I think um, the uh, um, the Blues, uh, the Chiefs, um, even the Highlanders are, are in are in with a um, uh, are, are in with a shout uh, of uh, of these ones. For me, um, the Hurricanes. Well, um, a few changes bringing in players like Dominic Bird and um, uh, in there might help them uh, in that uh, engine room and a bit of weight. Uh, in there, um, but still with Jackson Golden Bishop and Aiden uh, Morgan as your uh, uh, as your two fly halves. Um, sure, Ruben Love has been playing right fly half as well. They do look a bit thin on the ground um, there. Also, I think Jamie Booth is injured again for the season. Um, so how who are they going to replace um, with them? Replace him with? So um, yeah, you've got to say I, I I think the Hurricanes are perhaps the ones that. Um, You've got to you've got to worry about or or, or suggest that perhaps not um, uh, up with the um, uh, with the other teams um, from uh, uh, to me in um, uh, in New Zealand. Looking at some um, some of the, uh, the the players that uh, are going to stick out. I mean, Nocturnal Rights makes um, a, a good point. It's a big year for cable um, for Caleb Clark um, at the Blues. We've got Roger to offset coming in there, who I think will probably be looking at playing in tw the 12 jersey. It's been vacated by TJ Fayani, who's headed over to um, Japan uh, in that one. The um, loss um, of um, Patrick Tupolotu to Japan is a massive loss for the Blues. And Craig asking, are the forwards good enough? And I think that's going to be the problem, isn't it? Is that engine room um, losing Cali uh, Tuiotti uh, um, and Tupolotu? Luke Romano, though, coming in from the Crusaders, he will bring, obviously, a lot of playing and experience um, in there, um, which um, is, um, uh, is, 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 is fantastic. Uh, and so um, you add that into the fact that they've got um, what uh, four all-black props. Um, so you've got all-black props coming off the bench. Um, Riccatelli has uh, joined um, Kurt Eklund uh, and... Um, uh, Sioni, Vic and I. So look, they've got a decent um, front row, some uh, uh, Luke Romano in that engine room. Um, James Tucker will pick up, uh, we'll give them some aggro uh, in there as well. And then you've got to say, who do you play in that um, in that back row? Because uh, you've got Kiriwani, Dogs Papalihi, Tom Robinson, who is argue, who argues club captain, um, Hoskins to Tutu. Uh, so you've got three, uh, we've got four players there who've all been Oh, sorry, three. I don't think, I don't think actually Tom Robinson made it into the All Blacks setup. I think he might have been um, uh, kind of injured there. Uh, plus Anton Segner, uh, who is a very highly regarded um, German player uh, in there. So uh, the guy from Germany who's been down in um, uh, down in the South Island uh, doing his kids rugby. So look, yes, a, a, a very um, good um, good team with uh, Finley Christie, who have obviously uh, been playing well uh, last year with. Um, there so look cracking team for the blues but so uh, yeah all eyes roger to and also caleb clark coming back as well um 
I wouldn't mind to see a bit more of um, Jacob um, Ratumikavu um, Neatkins um, as well uh, in their um, cracking player at uh, the um, uh, I've gone blank uh, uh, the uh, uh, Bunnings NPC level um, the uh, <laughs> um, Romano yeah he's not going to speed the forwards up but he's going to be a lot of experience and uh, look he's still a cracking player played a lot off the bench over the last few years so I think as that's helped um, elongate his his, um, uh, his career Looking on to the Chiefs end, and look, I think one of the big things is that they have kept Clayton McMillan um, as their head coach. Um, and uh, basically, Warren Gatland uh, has been sidelined, let's be it blunt. Um, whilst he's in this director of rugby role, uh, Clayton McMillan will, will uh, have control of the um, the, well, the men's team um, at uh, the very least. So um, not um, worried there about... Um, the uh what do you call it about, about any interference i did have a very very brief chat with um at, at an npc game with clayton said hey will warren gatlin be running the water and he laughed and said no so um on that one there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, the, I think he'll have full full control of it. Um, obviously, their signing that's going to be the big one is Josh Iwani, uh coming there from the Highlanders. Um, with, as we've said, um, uh, Dane McKenzie uh, heading overseas. Um, another one that will be sort of, obviously, Brady Italic returning as well, that will fly under the radar, but I think may go, may, may go very well, is um, Amoni Nawa. Um, who uh, was a Bay of, or is a Bay of Plenty player. So Clayton McMillan knows him from there, um, who's moved down from the Blues. So um, the uh, so look, um, really looking, so, so that, that will be a, so he, he's someone to look out for there, folks. But Josh Iwani is going to be the the, the the one that everyone's going to keep an eye on. Clearly had some off-field issues down there um, with um, both Otago uh, and also the Highlanders. Uh, but um, I think Clayton's the kind of guy who'll probably bring out um, the uh, the best in him. Doesn't take uh, any kind of rubbish there. So um, again, cracking side with with Brody Retallick back there in the uh, along with some Josh Lord, um, Arkoy, and um, Topu Vai. Three All Black locks in that um, lot. So um, you've got to say uh, some that'll be a um, a cracking engine room. And when you got Sam Kane, uh, Luke Jacobson. Um, so cooler, uh, also in there, uh, in that loose trio. You know, you've got a cracking team now. Clearly, um, props is going to be, uh, uh, and maybe the um, with Nathan Harris retiring, perhaps also Hooker. Uh, obviously, Samasoni to Akalaho uh, had a fantastic season, breakthrough season last year. Uh, I guess the question is more around the backup for him um, once he uh, comes off the pitch. So, uh, look, Chiefs in with a, in, in with a good shout. Um, for the Crusaders, well, this is a very different season for them. Sorry, beer break here. A very different off-season. If we look at the number of changes that the Chiefs have had, they've only brought in five players. That's the kind of number that the Crusaders normally bring in. And the Crusaders normally bring them in from just two provinces, which is Can which is Canterbury and Tasman. Um, whereas if we have a look at them this year. They're bringing in nine players. Uh, we've got players coming in um, from the uh, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Taranaki, Stade Francais, uh, as well as Canterbury. So, as I say, 
it's not got that level of continuity that the Crusaders normally have. That's a that's a lot of turnover for them. Pablo Matera clearly will be the headline signing. Um, but look, he's moving into a back row where, let's be honest, um, with back with Blackadder, Cullen Grace um, in there as well. Is uh, is um, it's not an area that they necessarily and um, Tom Christie. It's not an area they necessarily lack for quality um, anyway. Triple T um, coming in um, uh, along with Drummond and Bryn Hall. So that's three players who I think have had All Blacks experience uh, in halfbacks there. Um, and um, with Brett Cameron heading overseas to Japan, um, Simon Hickey coming in. And let's be honest, if Richard, well, Richard Mung has got the uh, first few games um, off, hasn't he, uh, as a break. And that has got to be the uh, big question mark is, uh, is, is that fly half position, how many games they lose um, first up because of that? Because uh, let's be honest, Simon Hickey um, or Fergus Burke, not really the kind of guys um, that uh, you'd be really wanting to put some in that position to, to run the team. Uh, a massive step down, perhaps the biggest step down um, from um, uh, 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 from Richard Wanga um, that you've got in in, in any of the in, in any of the kind of positions. Um, clearly, uh, they're going to be a well-oiled machine. Yes, they've lost a few players. Um, Alan Atoa across the Leinster. Um, you've got Luke Romano leaving as well. Uh, but look, when you think there's also there's still Scott Barrett, Mitch Dunshay, Quinton Strange, Sam Whitelock being joined by um, Zach Gallagher. Um, yeah, there's no problems there. Um, losing Philip Douglas, but you're replacing him with Pablo Matera. Uh, yeah. um, so... Um, losing Mattielli, um, but so you've got Kinney Naholo coming in. His big issue has also been injuries um, over the last few years. Let's hope he can get over that. But when you've already got George, um, George Bridge, Lester Fainanuku, uh, Silver Reese, Will Jordan, um, it's not like uh, you've, uh, you're short of, um, of talent. So the Crusaders will go well um, yet again. The Highlanders um, have uh, had a number of um, changes. Uh, with um, 14 players come in. But the Highlanders do this every single year. And every single year, uh, we look at them on paper and go, wow, they're going to take some while to get going. Um, and then they go have a coach like Tony Brown, um, who uh, gets the best out of them. As Nocturnal Wright says, Frizzell to make, Frizzell to make a statement this year. Uh, clearly, he is someone that uh, um, will be wanting to make a statement with that uh, uh, that number six jersey. Still not really locked in. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's clearly a player who will want him to do well. Um, Gareth Evans back uh, sort of down there from the Hurricanes is, um, uh, is a good versatile um, back rower in there. Um, I think uh, Perry Perry Parkinson um, is injured again, so that's going to be a bit of a problem um, for that one. Um, so, um, yeah, Perry Perry Parkinson's um, missing is going to be a big issue for them in there. Uh, in that uh, the engine room. Um, so, uh, yeah, Bryn Evans, again, the, the old boy, uh, going to be asked to do a lot of work. Sam Caird come over from the Waratahs um, to join Josh Dixon and um, Sylvie Rickett. Uh, but, um, yeah, Perry Perry Parkinson going to be big, a big miss um, in that one. So, um, as always, the um, obviously uh, you, you do kind of wonder how they'll go. But, look, um, Joshua is left, but let's be honest, Mitch Hunt was always the first choice um, at 10 uh, down there. Uh, Marnie Banks coming in uh, to be the backup boy. Uh, yes, bringing back the, uh, uh, who's also been down at Southland, um, bringing back that, uh, the cult figure um, that, uh, that he is. Um, with Scott Gregory um, playing well in the uh, the centres, he'll be happy there. Thomas Manga Jensen, is, and you've got Tomkinson in there. So, look, you've got some. Um, you still got players um, there, players like Nariki, um, Koroi, uh, um, Solomon Amalo in those uh, back uh, positions. Um, again, dangerous. So a team uh, that will be able to get a few teams, I think probably um, uh, underrating them, uh, and uh, will pick up some games. The Hurricanes, I've talked about this already, isn't it? Yeah, is is that lack of a lack of a recognisable fly, fly half, losing Jamie Booth because obviously with uh, Jonathan. Uh, Tuatane heading off to Moana Pacifica. And they really do lack depth there. 
um, for me on that one. And so I think the Hurricanes are the one that are going to struggle um, this year uh, for this one, um, to be honest with you. Um, oops. Nariki and Tomkinson are out for the year already. Jeez. That's... Uh, and this is one of the problems with we had with Super Rugby was the fact was 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 the um, uh, was what was the damage of players basically the wear and tear on players. Um, so that's what's that? The Highlanders with three players out for the season already. That's just um, nuts. Uh, and we've got us. The, the game has got to be depowered somehow um, so that players actually do last um, or only play over the weekend um, and reduce the number of games because at the moment, yeah, losing this number of players two season-ending injuries is a real problem. We did have a chat with um, Clayton McMillan. I did ask him, look, how much of a problem is Moana Pacifica uh, going to be uh, as far as uh, just being an extra 30-odd players who aren't available once injuries happen? And he said, yeah, there is that. But that Major League Rugby uh, has also taken away um, a lot of players as well. Your pathways are going to be required because um, you can have... Uh, perhaps a th nearly as many as a third of the players uh, coming in as injury replacements. So um, there's a lot of, yeah, just because these players have been named, um, there are a lot of other players that will be playing uh, and that depth and how well you can integrate them is going to be um, really important um, for these teams. So there we go. That's a quick run through of the Moana Pacifica teams. Um, for the um, All Blacks, um, their mid-year fixtures are um, three um, tests against Ireland, um, which is juicy, let's be honest, um, especially after that loss in November um, on uh, that one. Um, the, uh, uh, the the other um, games happening um, is that um, uh, France are off to play uh, Japan twice, uh, England on a three-test tour to Australia, um, whilst Wales go on a three-test tour um, to South Africa, Scotland will be playing Argentina um, over three tests. Um, so uh, it looks like Italy will probably be heading to the USA and Canada. That's not been um, released yet um, on that one. Simon here says reducing games not going to happen. Um, fans will not permit games to uh, depart. Catch twenty two. Yeah, um, there is definitely a case of less is more, perhaps, um, and. Uh, we're going to have to see how that one, whether it's whether whether it's fans allowing players allowing games not to be not to have less games, or whether it's administrators um, and uh, the old cash side of things. Um, I think it might be the latter rather than the former um, on that one. I'm not sure how much say the fans really do have on how many games um, the players do actually play. Um, so that's the mid-year games, and I say it. Um, New Zealand got to got Ireland there, uh, then the rugby championship. Um, where they'll be looking um, to uh, basically reassert, reassert their authority um, because, let's be honest, uh, that's definitely been lost with the loss to South Africa, the loss to uh, Ireland and the loss to France. Uh, they really need to get that authority and the sort of uh, uh, the well, the fear of the all-black jersey um, back because I think a lot of players, uh, a lot of teams have seen that and gone, oh, um, they're a bit vulnerable um, at the moment. So, it's going to be interesting to see how Ian Foster um, handles that. Um, but uh, players should have, there should be zero um, uh, issues around motivation for the players uh, heading into um, the international window, which of, which happened, which kicks off on um, the 9th of July for New Zealand, but um, the uh, 2nd of July um, for the other um, mid-year games. Um the so yes yeah, so it's uh, um, so it, it's it's one of those things that uh, we do have to look at safety um, in the game as I say uh, but we'll have to see um, how they go. Um, oh Simon Hughes, that's right. A couple months ago, Marekso uh, we said that uh, Italy is touring Georgia and Romania. Yes, I do remember that now, uh, which is not listed on the list I'm looking at, uh, which is cracking for Georgia and Romania. This was part of the if you remember. Um, part of the plan post the 2019 Rugby World Cup was that Georgia and Romania would be getting a home test every um, July. So um, good to see that happening um, here. I think Scotland was supposed to do it last year, um, but um, but didn't, uh, obviously because of COVID um, in that one. So the um, uh, so yes, 
um, one of those things that um, that we that's uh, that's good to see. But yeah, you do have to start wondering. Um, uh, well, Canada obviously on the downside after losing, missing out in the Rugby World Cup, um, and uh, the USA also not the team that they uh, they, they kind of were um, on that one. Uh, Simon corrects me. He says, "Look, that so he says powers aren't allowed to be deep. The players aren't allowed again to be depowered." Uh, but yeah, administrators um, are the ones, um, and uh, well, and TV companies who want content um, quite clearly. Um, Dominic Cairdreck, Ireland will beat New Zealand once in July. Wow. Ireland have never beaten New Zealand in New Zealand. Obviously, they've won once in Chicago and a couple of times in Dublin. Um, but uh, to win in New Zealand, boy, oh boy, um, uh, would Ian Foster survive that one? Obviously, it's, it looks like he has survived the uh, end of year review. But to lose to Ireland in New Zealand, ouch! Um, that would be um, that would be a biggie. Um, let's be honest. So no, I can't. So uh, yeah, New Zealand will have to get. Um, that uh, three um, match ones, and hopefully I'll get on to um, the Irish podcast I was on. I'm on blank is what it's called now. <laughs> the, but anyway, um, that I had a quick chat with head of the um, Ireland versus New Zealand game in November. So, um, so for that one, yeah, look, uh, Ian Foster has to come through that Ireland series um, unscathed with the, with three wins. Heading into the to the, um, the rugby championship. Um, now the um, I just realised I've not got the two rugby championship fixtures up. Sorry, guys. Uh, let me just get those up now because um, things have changed um, slightly on this one. Um, oops, that's the wrong uh, the wrong one. Um, that uh, it is the way that um, why can't I find the uh, the page that um, and I'm looking for? Sorry, folks. Um, so in 2022, the uh, oh, because the page hasn't been made. Um, let me just find those fixtures now. Um, the fixtures, I believe, are are changing in that some. Um, they uh, have uh, Australia wasn't Australia so if you went to Argentina um, for two games rather than it being uh, one game in South Africa, one game in Argentina. Um, so, um, so I think it has changed uh, in that one um, in how those are um, are being done. Uh, so the um, so yeah so. So yes, that's right. Australia will head over to Argentina um, to kick off the rugby championship. Two games over there. New Zealand will have two games in South Africa. Now, historically, one of the problems Australia's always had is that they always played at the All Blacks first and lose their first two games, and it's always downhill from there on. Um, so uh, it's a different order to the games this year, starting with those games over uh, in South Africa and Argentina before the games um, uh, come back, and uh, you have South Africa. Um, visiting New Zealand and Australia, um, Argentina, what was it, New Zealand, Australia, and obviously um, the, uh, uh, the, the the two games against Africa and Argentina um, as well. So um, I think that's how it's going to be um, panning out. So looking forward to uh, uh, to that one. Uh, and I say the, the fact that the, the fixtures have been mixed up, it's not the same schedule as before. So we'll have to get used to um, that one there. Um, finally, then um, the uh, is to uh, is about the Women's Rugby World Cup, and uh, look, the Black Ferns had their worst ever season um, last year with four games. First time they've ever lost four games back to back. The first time they ever lost a game by more than seventeen points, and they did it four times. Um, so uh, yes, what, and then also allegations after the end of it um, around how the head coach um, was uh, managing the players and how one of the players. Uh, had a breakdown um, because of that as well. An experienced or uh, experienced Rugby World Cup winner um, as well. So we're not talking about an experienced player here, but a uh, one of the uh, veteran Black Ferns in there. Now the review ongoing about that. We have to see how that one um, pans out. Um, but if what um, has been said is true, it's very difficult to see how Brad Moore um, holds on to um, uh, his position. 
um, you've got to say. Uh, and uh, ahead of the, um, the the Women's Rugby World Cup is being held, held here in New Zealand. Um, from the uh, what the dates again? It's gone blank. Uh, from the eighth of October to the twelfth of November, um, it is a real worry um, for the um, the All Blacks um, on this one. Um, so we'll um, have to um, see um, how this one uh, the runs out. And do the Black Ferns have a whole bunch of other players they can select? No, this is uh, the, the team they the, the side that's got there was the best available side and the best available squad that um, they, they they had available. The amount of depth and availability of players isn't massive. We don't have a uh, professional 15s league like they do in the UK or in England. Um, the uh, we have a, a provincial one where all at the all where most of the players are amateurs. Even the um, the even the top players like uh, Chelsea Alley are semi-professional. Uh, with uh, having, so she mentioned she has five jobs um, to um, to survive. So um, how do they turn things around from a Black Ferns point of view? Well, the first thing you need to do is get them all professional because at the moment, let's be blunt, um, they just don't have the preparation time to compete with players who are fully full-time professionals and preparing full-time. Um, and I can't see that happening with the current financial situation at the uh, um, at New Zealand Rugby. And hence, um, I can't see the Black Ferns turning things around in time for the Rugby World Cup uh, to win it. Um, England will go in as favourites um, for this one. And um, do I think they will win it? They probably will. Uh, I think France also have a good shout um, as well um, going into it. I think those two should really uh, be the, the the two that decide uh, how this one pans out, um, with um, France currently being, interesting, being number four, fourth ranked in the world. Um, the uh, Blackford still ranks number two in the world. And Canada number three uh, there. But um, the situation in Canada has, uh, their administration has been a mess. Um, and again, there's been allegations um, and issues around the way they've been coached. Uh, and by the head and uh, the coaching setup there as well. So the um, uh, but I, so yeah, so I think it's looking uh, looking bad for the Black Ferns heading into that one. Um, will they be uh, in the uh, uh, sort of uh, in, in the top sort of three and making the sort of semi-finals? Yes, I do expect they will be um, because the gap between England and France, who are who have got pretty much professional teams. Uh, and the rest is very big um, in this one. So far, um, we've got the automatic teams that automatically qualified were Canada, the USA, England, France, Wales, Australia, uh, and New Zealand. South Africa, Japan, Italy, and Fiji um, have all joined them. Fiji, uh, who are ranked 21 in the world, currently the lowest ranked team. But look, look how they did at the uh, at the Olympics in the sevens. There are, there are countries that are starting to take the women's rugby much more seriously, and it's coming through and showing really well. Um, there is one final place left, which is from the repechage. Um, currently, some, uh, Scotland and Samoa are in there. They can be joined by a Canadian, sorry, by an Asian team, um, and then also by one of the teams between Kenya and Colombia um, in that one as well. So, one more team um, to be added. Um, New Zealand will be. Um, uh, New Zealand of Australia, um, Wales, and the Repechage winner. Now, New Zealand, you would expect, would top that pool, uh, looking at past results uh, on that one. Um, Canada, the USA, Italy, and Japan are in pool B. Um, that's, and then the uh, pool of death, pool C, England, France, South Africa, uh, and Fiji uh, into uh, that one. But uh, you'd expect both England and uh, France to come out of that group uh, and to be uh, in the uh, quarter finals. So um, the uh, for for that one, um, Simon says the rugby wins competition needs to be double round. Um, uh, the uh, at the minimum, uh, look, there are a number of things that need to be done. In we obviously do have the the new Super Rugby Women's Competition, which will have four teams in it, um, one from the South Island, uh, the Hurricanes, Chiefs, and the Blues. Sorry, I was gone blank as to the name for the team in the South Island. Um, I think they should also be joined by a Moana Pacifica team, um, to be honest. Uh, and also there should be some cross-Tasman games 
against um, CPW, pardon me, over in Australia that's been running for a number of years. Um, so look, uh, look, it's great that we do have a Super Rugby Women's competition this year, but it is, it's got a long way to go. Um, it is a step forward, but it is a small step forward. Um, and there are a lot more steps forward to take um, after it. Um, so, but at least it is a, a step in the right direction. Um, but it's a, but uh, there is it's there's a lot of catching up to do with the structures in England and France. Now, one of the issues that we have is that um, the um, so we'll have to uh, wait and see how quickly that ramps up. Um, it looked like news or New Zealand rugby did say at the time um, that they had. Um, locked it in for that format for two years. Um, so the, there was at least there was a certainty that's happening, but also on the flip side, it does show that it's not looking, they're not looking at expanding it quickly. Um, the head of women's rugby has left New Zealand rugby and is to be replaced. As, I can't remember if they've hired the person yet. Also, the woman, the, the woman who is running the transformation uh, program within New Zealand rugby has also left. Um, as well. So two key people in that kind of space um, having left recently is, um, yeah, is yeah, it means that yeah, whoever gets in has got to get their feet on the table uh, and kind of get it moving um, as well. So uh, I don't expect to see uh, vast change, in, or a quick quick change in that space, um, to be honest with you. Well, it's been good to get back um, on, the, uh, on the horse, as it were. Um, and bring you the, the Drive More show um, on a um, uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, I'll be looking at uh, bringing you that to you um, on. Uh, we'll come to you every Tuesday with the uh, Driving More show. We've had a bit of an off season uh, towards the end of last year, but with um, Super Rugby um, coming, uh, Super Rugby Pacific coming up, the Six Nations coming up, um, it's time to uh, ramp back up with all the rugby stuff. Um, hope you have all well. Uh, and uh, catch you next Tuesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 